0: I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus.
1: We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. What was that? You are the
2: Slayer. One girl in all the world.
1: Did anybody see that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better.
2: Guys, where are we?
1: Patty, Pat, Pat. Patty, Pat, Pat. Hi, Pat.
0: Oh, hey, Sammy Joe. How's it going? Thanks for that little, um, I don't know, is it a little ditty? you made for me
1: mr pat pat Pat. <laughs> uh, no I can't, I can't make that one work
0: wait what what's that from like
2: Mrs. i was trying Mac? to do miss mary miss oh, mary, mary Mac. Mac. Yeah. Right. yeah
1: mr pat pat okay. pat but yeah, you know it, it just doesn't really work sure. no it doesn't it's fine you don't have to you don't have to patronize me <laughs> okay
0: all right fine i won't welcome everybody to kicking and streaming episode 62 right did I got that number 62.
1: right. Sixty-two. Yeah. Sixty-two.
0: Wow. Hmm. I got no affiliation with that number. Do you?
1: Mm, Nope. nope. But happy April.
0: Yeah. Happy April to you. You know, um, uh, what I was just thinking about the other day.
1: What? April Fools.
0: No. Soon. Uh. It's going to be May.
1: <laughs> it's going to be May. I know. I have to put on my calendar to send you that GIF.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because
1: <laughs> I forgot last year and I was so upset at myself. <laughs> I, know. I know. I always
0: expect that from you.
1: <laughs> I was also really upset that I didn't realize it was April 1st. Like I knew it was April 1st, but like it didn't dawn on me that it was April Fool's Day until like the end of the day. Looks
0: like you and were the I April was, like, fool.
1: I know. I really <laughs> felt like it. I was so upset because I you know you, me I love, a, I love a good prank. Yeah. And I didn't do anything. And Nothing? then I was I said I said to Dave, I was like, hey, let's like video chat, let's like FaceTime my dad and I'll just start singing Papa don't preach. I'm in trouble. <laughs> But I made up my mind. I'm keeping my baby, and like okay. we'll tell him that I'm pregnant. And he and Dave was like, "No, we can't. We can't. It's I too cannot real. go it's along with this. Yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Also, your dad would get it immediately." I was like, "I don't know. I don't know. He. I think he's like. Yeah. You know. He's like really wanting like more grandchildren now. So mm-hmm. I feel like he would. I feel like he wouldn't see through it. He, yeah. But then, then I would crush him." When I would told him that it's not real, right. so I don't know. <laughs> Either way, Dave was like, "I can't participate in this." Yeah, I can't <laughs> so I condone like, this behavior. Let's finish making dinner and just whatever. Just sit Keep here watching like, Once couple Upon lumps. a Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Did okay. you do
1: any April Fools this year, or had any pranks done on you? Nah,
0: no pranks, nothing. Just uh, you know, just another day, another day in the in the neighborhood, as they say. <laughs> um
1: what are you mr rogers yeah
0: i am check out this red sweater i got i'm gonna put on my shoes put on my shoes is that a song that he sings i don't know
1: he does talk about putting on his shoes but i didn't watch a whole lot of mr rogers yeah i didn't
0: either i never really liked the puppets like when he went into the trolley town or whatever i was like yeah "Eh, these puppets they're low-grade puppets all right if i'm getting into the puppet game i want some real marionette action i don't want this sock puppet old wrinkly cat marionettes okay.
1: or muppets
0: or yeah give me you know muppets. or bust all day long i'm all team muppet but this yeah. this king friday come on look at that nose no, no bueno,
2: no bueno. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right uh what do you say there sammy joe should we get into our shows
1: yeah i wanted to say one more thing to you that i think you would find funny all right um Dave told me this, it just dawned on me as you were talking about Muppets. Um, I guess there was like there was I don't know, some stuff going around about like that like Avatar, you know, the like original Avatar creators. Yeah, the, the movie. Not the blue people movie. The Avatar, the the you know, the other Last movie that Night Shyamalan. No. Yeah, they said you. that they said that in the in the Netflix series Mm-hmm. Uh, the live-action Netflix series that's going to come out that M Night Shyamalan was cast as the cabbage vendor.
0: <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> He's well, no, this was on April Fool's. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Well, that's funny. <laughs> but
1: that I was, I was cracking up because that would be the perfect role for him. Yeah. And I wish they would make that happen. Okay. <laughs> but it won't. Oh. Anyway, All anyone right. who's an Avatar fan would appreciate that. I sure. Gotta, you know what? I gotta tell Jess that. Okay, she'd appreciate it. Oh, Jess
0: it. would love it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. What do you say? Should we get into Buffy?
1: Let's get into Buffy. All right. So this week we watched Buffy season four, episode seven, "The Initiative."
2: Mm. Yeah. Original
1: air date, November 16, 1999. Written by Douglas Petrie and directed by James A. Contner. Okay, so your predictions. I have one that I think kind of counts here. Yeah. Sort of the jury's out, and I'm. I was debating whether or not to include it, um, uh-huh. but I think I'm going to. All right. And we can discuss we can discuss it afterwards. Okay. So, do you remember episode no. 11 of Buffy? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in episode 11, uh-huh. do you remember Invisigirl?
0: Of course I remember Invisigirl. Okay. Okay.
1: So... She was supposedly at the end of the episode taken by the FBI right. to a facility where mm-hmm. other invisible people were working for the government. Right. Okay. So I pulled up that the prediction that you made there because potentially
2: it might it could work. go
1: along with this one. Okay. Okay, so you said the FBI are not part of the FBI. They're a subsection of the government that's more black ops double agents. Uh And they have all sorts of X-Men mutant type kids, but they work for the Gov and they do some evil deeds like assassinations. There you go. We could talk about this at the end of the Buffy episode and see if maybe we feel like it works for this, but I wanted to bring it back. All right uh in so let's see two episodes ago you said this riley guy is gonna keep popping up he's gonna become more prominent Mm -hmm. but you weren't really ready to predict whether or not there was gonna be a relationship that was like more than friends it gets complicated
0: in this episode that's for sure yeah
1: Last episode, you said Oz will be gone for a while. He might show up near the end of the season, maybe as a little return. Mm-hmm. But you didn't think that he would stick around till the end of the show. Right. And then you said, I don't know if we'll see any more werewolves. I think we can call it quits on the werewolf tales. Yeah, no more Which werewolves. Kind of made me laugh now because I was like, werewolf tales, huh? Eh. Sort of funny.
0: Yeah, big bushy ones.
1: Yeah. Mm hmm. So, um, yeah, last episode, our, heart, our hearts were broken. Ours? With Oz just... leaving. Yep. Okay. Ours, everyone. Everyone, everyone was. Everybody and involved. If, if it wasn't, then that means you don't have one. Oh. And you can just row off.
0: Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> All right. So we open in the UC Sunnydale cafeteria. Riley is sitting at a table grading papers, ignoring kind of a pervy friend of his who's commenting on the young nubile yeah, exciting guy. women
0: little much there sir right there in the cafeteria
1: yeah and there's that word nubile again which nubile. like gives me the gives me the creeps
0: yeah what's that mean Ugh.
1: like nubile is just, like young and supple i don't know it's, <laughs> it's just like probably like okay. those two words combined all right it's like I don't know why. Why are you asking me this? Now I gotta look it up. (laughs) I don't
0: know. I just don't know. It's one of those words that, like, I've
1: I've always sort of known, but like, here we go. Nubile, yeah. Sexually, oh, sexually attractive.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that.
1: Sexually mature, old enough for marriage.
0: Oh, all right, marriage material. Okay.
1: Marriage material. That's not what this doesn't guy is saying. That does sound so bad. <laughs> well, it's it's insinuating sexual attractiveness. Gotcha. So in that way, it's in kind In context, of, it's weird. It's kind of pervy. Yeah. yeah. But remember Sid the dummy said nubile? Oh, that's right. And Sid he was like nubile. He was definitely kind of a
0: creep, that little puppet. Yeah, he was. Yeah. See? Speaking, speaking of, of puppets. puppets <laughs> that's my kind of puppet right there.
1: <laughs> yeah? That
0: thing, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I. That's you know. too
1: much for me. It's like too real, you know. It's like too, I, I like a fuzzy real. Muppet. You
0: like the Muppet, yeah? Yeah. I guess I like the Muppet it's, too.
1: It's not. It's not humanoid. Yeah. yeah exactly. And I don't
0: like the wooden face, you know. No. And also the wooden hands, you know, like yeah. they come pawing oh at God.
1: you. Oh, <sighs> so uh, you know, Dave and I are watching Once Upon a Time, yeah. and there's uh, an episode where a character's sort of like a minor character but his parents like it's like in a flashback get turned into like wooden puppets Mm, and they're like made from dark wood and there's like grains and everything yeah but like i feel like pinocchio was not as scary as these were but they were also like (laughs) yeah they were also like changed into puppets and they were like they had like shocked express like horror horrific f- expressions oh, on their yeah. faces it's kind of scary and it was terrifying mm. and then like you see them in the present day too like they're in a pawn shop and yeah. it's just it's very unsettling i oh. don't like it
0: yikes all right yeah so wow. CW, no i don't like it real. i don't
1: like those wooden those wooden puppets no that's abc
0: oh is it oh yeah you're right yeah because they had the disney peeps
1: yeah as i'm watching it i'm like Man, this is like dark. But I yeah. think it gets like I think the reason I stopped watching it later on is because it gets kinda like I don't know, it gets kinda like
0: gets a little soft.
1: Soft and like goofy, <laughs> you know. A little too goofy. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm okay. you know, I I'm really liking it now. So anyway. All
2: right.
1: Anyway, this guy. Kind of a creep. A little bit. Uh yeah, so he's commenting on all the like young women that he sees around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, hoping that some of them will attend their upcoming party. And then Riley's friend sees Buffy, and he calls her hot. But but, uh, but Riley looks up, kind of distracted, and he just sort of like shrugs it off and is like, she's Buffy. And Riley's friend, who we learn is named Forrest, thinks that Riley has invented a new slang. So he's like, oh, I like that. She's so hot. She's oh, Buffy. Yeah, she's Buffy. And Riley's bro. like, that's her name.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So... Uh, Then Forrest is impressed that Riley, quote, has established first contact with Buffy. Um, But Riley tells her, tells him like, you know, he doesn't really have an opinion on her except that he thinks she's peculiar. And this commentary is all. Keeps using that word. Peculiar. Peculiar. Which I like because it's not like bad. Like she's kind of quirky. Yeah, you're kind of of peculiar, aren't you?
0: sammy yeah
1: but i wouldn't so i wouldn't (laughs) see that as like a bad thing right like that's not how i would take it you know yeah it's endearing um yeah like you know he's he's not saying like i don't know she's like a fucking weirdo you know like he's just like she's just a little you know i don't know kind of off yeah um different so it's great because this commentary is all happening as buffy first like overflows her soda (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like can't handle the soda machine. Mm-hmm. And then she goes over to get Froyo and accidentally breaks the handle <laughs> on the Froyo machine. Yeah,
2: it just, keeps <laughs> it just like off. keeps
1: coming out. Yeah. So I just like you gotta love that this isn't one of those like typical Hollywood hot girl scenes where like she walks into the room and like yeah. time stops and there's like a shining light on her and like fan waving her hair and like yeah. slow mo. Like she's just being kind of a dork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. Um, this is me, so, like,
0: at every, like, buffet when, you know, you go Just, to, like,
1: breaking stuff. Yeah,
0: just trying to get, like, something simple and the plate's always too small and you're just tipping things over and dropping your spoons and just, you know, yeah. can't handle it. It's too much I pressure. I always
1: feel like, I feel like, I mean, it's been a while since I've been to a buffet, but I feel like there are times where the buffet, like, the windows that, like, cover, like, the, the glass that, like, goes over it. Yeah, yeah, the sneeze guard is, like, too far and i like tr- and i'm like i have to like like dip under to like awkwardly <laughs> you, reach in i'm like my arm put your are whole head underneath for this. the sneeze guard they're
0: like ma'am that's
1: not how that works but then i'm like but my arm's not long enough to get the like thing in the, the mashed back Potatoes. You know? i need the mashed potatoes yeah, in the back need, those are the fresh need ones 10 more
2: scoops of mashed potatoes <laughs> they're Like, ma'am
0: we're gonna have to cut you off from the mashed potato bar okay this is the <laughs> this is the third day in the row that you've cleaned us out of mashed potatoes
1: <laughs> they charge me extra. They yeah. get charged like triple. She's here. She's here. Potatoes. Start mashing. At least Start they're mashing. cheap. Hey, hey. At least they're cheap. Okay. You know, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not eating all the steak.
0: Not in today's economy, Sammy Joe.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Everything's expensive. Yeah. Anyway, so um, uh, then. We get a third guy. Uh, Graham joins Riley and Forrest, and Forrest asks him if he thinks Buffy is mattressable. Gross! Yikes, dude. Graham! Okay? Gross!
0: My goodness, no. have some class! No. for
1: Forrest says that Graham Boy. is all class.
0: Oh, oh, Forrest! Forrest!
1: Forrest is the one who says that. Yeah, yeah. Forrest Graham has is kind of like a quiet
0: one. Head in the trees. Yeah, Forrest. Gutter. Yeah. Uh
1: huh. Oh, okay, again, yeah, it. I don't know. He's not seeing the forest for the trees,
0: yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, he's lost anyway. in the forest of just uh his emotions d- d- of bad language and you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so but before Graham can answer, Walk or forest talk. <laughs> yeah, but like this felt a little more real to me than like some of the conversations we went we like saw at, like sunnydale high yeah you know like well i'm thinking i'm thinking specifically of um oh fuck what's his name the jock that ended up dying randy no harry no frank larry L- larry larry that's close I'm thinking of him and like his conversations when he was like trying to talk to Oz. Yeah. About like whether or not he had sex with Willow, but Larry was also gay and trying to like cover up, you yeah. know, his his feelings. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was just, like, overcompensating. Yeah, maybe. And that's why it felt a little, like, too macho or whatever, too kind of right. gross, because he was just overcompensating. But this felt, like, a little bit more realistic to me, because, yeah. like, Riley Riley and Graham are both kind of, like, trying to balance Forrest out. Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, it's like, yeah, okay, you can have, like, the one friend who's, like, a real perv, and the other two guys are like, dude, come on. Take it you easy. You know, like, yeah. Dial it back. So, yeah. So, basically, so, yeah, uh, Forrest asks Graham if he thinks Buffy is mattressable but before Graham can answer Forrest says that Riley doesn't like her but Riley's like I don't dislike her she just she never feels like she's really there when you talk to her I like girls that I can get a grip on and then Forrest is like I bet you do but Riley says not that way just a little less ready for takeoff all the time there's definitely something off about her and then this is when Buffy gives up trying to turn off the Froyo machine and just walks away. She just walks like, away. Letting, yeah. letting the guy behind it. her deal with it.
2: <laughs> yeah. She
1: just walks off. Um, and I was just kind of like, uh, I was just kind of like, also, yeah, so she goes to like the register and I'm like, really Buffy? You got like a, a soda, like a Coke and a Froyo? Like that's your lunch? <laughs> Gross. It's lunch.
0: Yeah. Remember those days when you just have crazy lunches like that just be like well chocolate milk i didn't, milk live, and I didn't a live on campus Scoop so. of peanut butter that's that's my day
1: yeah I a didn't, ramen
0: that you don't even cook you just take it out of the package and oh, pour the salt God, on it oh,
1: pat Come on. What kind of monster were you?
0: You have no idea, Sammy Joe. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I never lived on campus, but I definitely had, like, cheap college food. Yeah. Oh, I remember one of my ex-boyfriends one time made, like... He was like making ramen and decided to turn it into soup, and then he decided to put hot dogs in it, and it was the most disgusting Ugh. thing I have ever had in Ugh. my life. That
0: sounds disgusting. Like yeah. you
1: just, you just don't make hot dogs. That's a soup. watery
0: hot dog. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. it at least was so gross. It?
1: Yeah, he sliced oh, okay. it, but it was like. <laughs> oh <laughs> i just like oh i'm thinking of yeah, it right now gross. so
0: gross <laughs> yeah one time i made disgusting. ramen and my my friend who is a neighbor came over and yeah. uh he put a whole stick of butter in the broth and i didn't realize and i was like i don't know this ramen tastes a little weird and he's like laughing he's like it's because i put a whole stick of butter in there oh i was like God. okay
1: <laughs> i've definitely made ramen before Ill. where i left out the flavoring and just put butter in it and it was pretty good yeah, just butter I like, by itself is fine. I like me a good butter pasta, you Sure, know? but a whole Buttered stick. Buttered noodles? Yeah, quarter cup. Yeah, that's co- a lot.
0: No, thanks. Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> that's disgusting.
0: Yeah, it's a little much, a little frothy. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Oh.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. let's move on. Yeah, let's paint so, yeah, that Yeah, Froyo and Coke seems like kind of yeah. more healthy now. Yeah, not, not too bad. Yeah, um... So anyway, Forrest asks, "Didn't she go out with Parker Abrams for about thirty seconds?" And Riley says, "Abrams, yeah, there's a good sign of there's a sign of good taste." Um, and then Riley admits that she is easy on the eyes. Um, but then Buffy like finishes paying, and she turns around and spills both her froyo and soda on the floor. Whoops! And so, you know. And then Riley says, "But would you really want to go out with her?" And Forrest says, "Hell yes! I bet a lot of guys would like to get their hands on her." Cut to a shockingly brightly lit Spike laying yeah. on a bright white floor, and he's mumbling, "Slayer, I'll kill you. Mm. Not so tough. Ah, kill Slayer." <laughs> then he slowly blinks his eyes awake as the camera is like panning back above him. Mm. He gets up and he looks around and he's in what looks like maybe kind of like a padded or a just just like stark white walled cage. It doesn't really look padded.
0: Yeah. It's like a like um, a like a clinical white prison.
1: Yeah, that's a great way of describing it. Okay. <laughs> and there's one wall that is all glass with like a closed sliding door, and then mm. just on the outside of it is a keypad with a card swiper. Um, and so Spike gets up, he puts his hand on the glass wall and receives a severe electric shock yeah, and jumps back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the camera pans back and we see rows, dozens, uh, dozens more cages with other demons like lurking about yeah. within them. And a few people in lab coats walking, you know, outside of the cages, kind of like making notes. Yep. And then we get a music sting and the intro.
0: This was uh, reminding me exactly of Cabin in the Woods.
1: Mmm. sting. Mm, yes. Yeah. There might be a reason for that. Interesting. Might have some trivia oh, on that. Oh,
0: extended universe, oh. you say.
1: Yeah. Well, what's funny is when I watched Cabin in the Woods, it reminded me of this. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and, makes and I sense. think Dave even said it too. Hmm. Now, did you watch the intro this week? yeah did you notice any changes no
0: <laughs>
1: mm. okay watch it again next giles week.
0: got a chainsaw
1: oh yeah did they put that in there
0: yeah that's in there mm-hmm.
1: should i just tell you
0: yeah just tell me
1: seth green is removed
0: uh-oh
1: and he is replaced by james marsters
0: oh spiky's getting his own title card eh correct wow
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. so back from the intro Xander and Giles are in Giles's apartment Giles is putting finishing touches on a sketch of the commando guy that Buffy ran into and you know he's lamenting that they won't be needed again to help Buffy hmm. and Xander says well how about this we whip out the Ouija board light a few candles summon some ancient unstoppable evil mayhem 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 we show up and kick its ass and then Buffy enters and calls them up to the big leagues, asking them to patrol for her so she can take the grieving and sorely in need of a good time willow to a party that evening. So they're, they're back in the game.
0: Back in the game. They're needed. Yeah.
1: Then back in the facility, Spike is pacing his cell when a small door opens in the ceiling and a blood packet falls out. Yeah. Just as he's about to bite into it, a voice in the cell next to him warns him that it's drugged, and then yeah. we cut to the next cell, and do you recognize this vamp?
0: No. Who's this guy? I mean, I sort of recognized him, but I couldn't think of uh, from what.
1: So he is the one that got away from Sunday's gang in the first episode oh. of the season. Too and bad he it's was... not the
0: bro that I liked. I know. Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He would be like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Don't have that blood. Don't eat dude. that Capri
0: Sun, bruh. <laughs> it
1: did look like Capri Sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, so yeah, so this was the guy that got away and then we saw him getting zapped. Okay. Uh, So he tells Spike that they're lab rats. He said, they starve you. When you're ready to bite your own arm, they shoot out one of those packets. You drink, and the next thing, you're gone. And that's when they do the experiments. And Spike says, and uh, they are the government, Nazis, major cosmetics company. (laughs) made me laugh (laughs) the other vamp says that he doesn't know but one minute he was running from the slayer and the next minute he was here and you know we know nothing sends spike into a rage like the slayer getting the upper hand so Uh, he starts yelling then he slams his fist briefly into the glass and gets like a little shock yeah and he says i always worried what would happen when that bitch got some funding wised up a bit so he thinks like he's in a facility run by buffy
0: right I mean that's, and a he says,
1: "Fine, delusion. I'll take her apart. <laughs> I don't care how brilliant she is." Smash cut to Buffy dealing with an exploded pen in her class. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, real, real, real master. genius here.
1: Yeah. Uh, and she's like wiping. She like wipes the the ink on her notes, and then she smudges her notes, and she's like, Ugh. She's like, <laughs> "She's having a rough it's a day. Mess.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> a royal, royally klutzy time." Yep. Uh, and the class is over, so she and Willow pack up, and Willow approaches Riley, saying that he ne- left a name off ro- roll call. Did you did you write down the name?
0: Did I write down the name? Mm-hmm. Yes. No.
1: <laughs> so she says, Osborne Daniel. Daniel Osborne Oz. Oh. So now we know Oz's full name.
0: So his first name is Daniel
1: Daniel Osborne.
0: Oh, Daniel. Doesn't look Oz. like a Daniel.
1: Doesn't look like a Daniel to I me, think so.
0: right? I think he looks like a Daniel. Blech.
1: He's an Oz. <laughs>
0: That's just because your
1: obsession. Just like I'm not a Samantha. Okay?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: He's as much of a Daniel as I am a Samantha. Alright. Riley says he's not in this classroom anymore. I hear he dropped out, and Willow is like, oh no, no, you heard wrong. Like she's tries to convince him but mostly herself. The Oz will be back. right? Um, But Professor Walsh doesn't want to hear it. She tells Willow that he won't be back in her class. She says, Since I'm neither a freshman nor a narcissist, I have to consider the whole class. If your friend can't respect my schedule, I think it's best he not come back. No nonsense. Willow is like crushed, and she rushes away. And Buffy tells Walsh, You know, for someone who teaches human behavior, you might try showing some. And Walsh says... It's not my job to coddle my students. And Buffy says, you're right. A human being in pain has nothing to do with your job. Oh, And Buffy slam. stalks off. Damn. But Walsh says, I like her. I like her. Yeah. <laughs> and Riley looks up and he's like, really? You don't think she's a little peculiar?
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's that word again.
1: There it is. Then we cut to Xander trying to open the chamber of a pistol in his basement, and he's got this like spread of military weaponry in front of him that yeah. he confiscated or you know he he stole when he was army guy, right. Um, so he's got it all ready for his and Giles's patrol that night. And he kind of like tries to talk himself up, talk a big game to Giles, but (laughs) he's like struggling to open this pistol. (laughs) Yeah. So Giles takes it from him and easily opens it and loads it as Xander finally admits, might as well face it right now. I don't have the technical skills to join the Swiss army. And all those guys ask you to do is uncork a couple of sassy Cabernets. (laughs) That's funny. So then, um, but he assures Giles that he is still the man in hand-to-hand combat, as we will see later.
0: Oh yeah, and he gets then into Xander... real fisticuffs.
1: <laughs> yes, he does. Xander's mom calls down that she made a nice fruit punch. Oh, this is great for him and his friends. Yeah.
0: Oh, thanks, mom.
1: And Giles kind of like looks up, you know, towards the yeah. towards the like roof, and he says it raspberry fruit punch (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: the camera slowly pans over to giles face yeah and you think it's gonna be like a what you know yeah but
1: but he's like he's he's into it yeah he's like i I can get down with some raspberry fruit punch heck yeah then in his dorm riley tosses a frisbee to graham across the common room as he start he like tells Forrest about what buffy said to walsh in class that day um, then Parker McDouchebag enters <laughs> and Forrest asks him about Buffy and Parker tells him that she's kind of whiny that they got fully physical but then she was all over him and he tells Forrest and Riley definitely a bunny in the sack but later on well you know the difference between a freshman girl and a toilet seat a toilet seat doesn't follow you around <laughs> after you use it. <laughs> and
0: Unbelievable. And Riley
1: just decks him.
0: <laughs> this guy. Wow. What yeah. What a dirt bag.
1: Such a dirt bag. So Riley decks him and he just crumples to the floor.
0: Yeah. He just folds okay. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So the Parker bashing count, what is that up to now? Four? Three, four. Four times? Something like that. Yeah. Four times. Skin getting uh, I think it could still go higher, frankly. Sure. But that's the thing is like Buffy had to, you know, go through dealing with this asshole so we could enjoy him, you know, be being beaten up a bunch of times Okay, by various people. All right. Sure. So, you know, there we go. All right. Then Riley's walking with Graham and Forrest outside and he's like, I can't believe I did that. Um, But, you know, they are. They're thankful that Parker isn't pressing charges, and as the studious psych TA Riley is, he processes his feelings with the help of his friends, and then realizes that he likes Buffy. That, like, that's why he was feeling that way. Hmm. That's why he punched him. And then Forrest is like, you're kind of like a moron. And Riley's like, so you knew I had feelings for her? And Graham's like, everybody knows, man. Forrest says, oh, she's peculiar. Dead giveaway, buddy. So Riley decides he's gonna go see a girl. And he takes off with a big old grin on his face.
0: Now, I was thinking, is that a reference or a steal from Goodwill Hunting? Because at the end of Goodwill Hunting he says, I gotta go see about a girl.
1: Yeah. I'm maybe.
2: Like, hmm.
0: It seems It's not like... in the
1: trivia, but it could be. Yeah. I don't know, was that like a common was it a common phrase? I or feel like everybody's really saying just that attributed.
0: after it was just, you know, this is a famous movie when it came out.
1: Yeah, I mean definitely. As yeah. you, what it, was it last episode that you said it like three or four times? Maybe the episode before, I think.
0: I said what kept? Oh, Goodwill Hunting. Kept,
1: yeah, you kept saying Goodwill Hunting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big fan. Big great fan. Movie, yeah. great movie.
1: Great mm-hmm. movie. Um, so yeah, so he says he's going to go see a girl, and then we cut to a gurney being rolled to Spike's cell. And a man in a lab coat swipes his access card to open the door, and Spike, seemingly unconscious, is on the floor. Mm. Lab coat guy and another lab coat guy load Spike onto the gurney, but Spike wakes up, grabs one of them by the neck, and says, Sorry, can't say, stay, got to go see a girl.
0: Yeah. Look at that. Look
1: at that. Same the same one. thing. Yep. Hmm. Then Spike fights with the lab coat guys as the other vamp shouts to be let out, telling Spike he knows where the exit is. An alarm keeps going off as Spike throws the guy who was fighting into the other one, and the second guy accidentally stabs a syringe into the first one's neck. Yikes.
0: (laughs) That always happens.
1: And he falls onto the gurney. Spike vamps out and throws syringe guy to the ground, then grabs the key card from the passed out guy and lets the other vamp out. What do you think the ratio
0: is on uh, syringe guys in uh, movies when they're trying to bring the syringe into the antagonist or the protagonist? Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say it's about 50-50 of them. Uh, No, I'd say it's about 70-30 of them actually getting it in their own body.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this guy puts it in somebody else. He
1: puts it in like the other doctor right. or, or somebody else? sure yeah yeah
0: so, yeah somebody else is getting that thing but not not the intended target you know? i think
1: you're right i think when it's not like a medical show yeah like it's not like a medical drama it's not a
0: procedural medical yeah. procedural
1: then <laughs> i think that is that seems like a fair yeah it's like you always, uh, ratio it's, it's
0: going into some uh nope nope we're gonna flip the nope. tables here it's gonna go into somebody else yeah don't, don't worry about that yeah yeah all right probably so, right about that about
1: something to think about <laughs> um yeah so they run and they just make it under a door that's sliding closed kind of like the uh the the doors in the hatch you know when the hatch went into oh sure like red red mode yeah
0: or uh like in indiana jones raiders of the lost ark when yep. uh you know he gets the whip and he flies over the pit and then he, his hat's on the other side. And he's got to grab his hat before the door closes.
1: Yeah. Kind of like that leave, too. Just leave the hat, you know. Yeah. Harrison it's not Ford. not worth it. Great. It's not worth it. Actor. Same. He's the same in everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> he's really good at the one character he plays. Yeah. Uh, which is probably just himself. <laughs> nah. Um. So then they, uh, they run down a hallway, but run out of luck when all the doors are closed there. And then some commandos and gas masks enter from an elevator. Spike throws the other vamp into them and escapes, sliding under the last door to close in that area. Yeah. In Buffy and Willow's dorm room, Willow is sitting on her bed alone, listening to sad music when Riley knocks and interrupts her moping time. He nervously tells her that he's thinking about asking out Buffy. He tells her that he's trying to get to know Buffy and what she likes. And so far, all he knows is that she likes Willow. So then Willow sees that Buffy's um, weapons bag is kind of like sticking out from under her bed. So she gets up and tries to like shove it, shove it with her foot. (laughs) Um, But it's too heavy. So Riley says, oh, let me help you with that. And he just like pushes it under the bed without looking at it. Um, And then he asks Willow if she can help him kind of like get a conversation started with Buffy. So we're going to do some lines here. Okay. Okay. Say that I help and you start a conversation. It goes great. You like Buffy. She likes you. You spend time together. Feelings grow deeper. And one day without even realizing it, you find her in love. Time stops and it feels like the whole world's made for you two and you two alone until the day one of you leaves and rips the still-beating heart from the other, who's now a broken, hollow mockery of the human condition.
0: Yep, that's the plan.
1: I figured it was.
0: Oh, look, if you want to tell me to go to hell, that's okay. Maybe this is the last thing you want to talk about. I just feel that, well, I've never courted anyone like Buffy before. I don't think I've ever met anyone like Buffy before.
1: And I just need to stop right here to say the fact that he used the word "corded." Yeah. It's like it's like some kind of old-fashioned dude, Riley. <laughs>
0: nah, you <laughs> know like, you, you know what I was thinking? Red flag. That's what I oh, was saying. Yeah? yeah, I was thinking red flag. This guy's starting to be a little too squeaky clean and mm. I got I got some alarm bells going off.
1: Okay, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, my brain snagged on that and I was like, "Corded? What the hell?" Mm. That's weird. Anyway, so Willow says why should I trust you?
0: Just sort of hoping you'd think I have an honest face.
1: I've seen honest faces before. They usually come attached to liars.
0: All right. I guess I'm not going to win here, and I appreciate you wanting to protect your friend. I guess uh, she
1: kind of brings that out in people. Yeah, so Riley gets up to leave, but before he can leave, Willow tells him that Buffy likes cheese, that she has a stuffed piggy named Mr. Gordo, that she loves ice capades without the irony, and she's dragging me to this party tonight at Lowell House. Turns out that that's Riley's dorm, so Willow says that that'll give him a chance to talk to Buffy. But don't get fresh. And he assures her that he won't, that he doesn't even know if they like each other yet. And this kind of makes Willow smile a little bit, you know, like she thinks maybe Riley is a good guy. He's like going about this the right way. Mm. Then... Uh, He asks her if Buffy has ever asked about him and Willow shakes her head, but he still feels that he has a fighting chance with his new accomplice. And Willow's like, I'm not your accomplice. And he's like, no, sure, you're not sure. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Tag team, fellow friend.
1: Then we cut to Harmony listening to pop music, hanging like, you know, just like pretty little unicorn poster up on the wall of her crypt. Yeah. As Spike enters and she goes over and slaps him, she says, bastard, you dumped me and staked me and hurt me and left me. And he looks all innocent. He's like, yeah, but you forgot. I also missed you. And she hugs him and tells him never to do that to her again. And he calls her a foam latte. <laughs> then he starts wow. inspecting <laughs> weapons around the crypt, like picking them up, putting them out, put it, like trying them out, putting them back down. And he calls her mon petit creme brulee, <laughs> to which she replies, ooh, Italian. And he's just like, yeah. yeah.
0: He knows oh, how to really so reel her stupid.
1: in. stupid, yeah. <laughs> then he tells her that, that they're going to kill whoever she wants, starting with the slayer. And then he calls her my little mentholated pack of smokes. <laughs> <laughs> Harmony puts her arms around his neck and she says, Spikey, let's leave the Slayer alone. And then she pulls his head in close, which kind of seems to like hurt him a little bit. Mm. And she says, You'll, you know she'll only slap you around and I can do that. Uh, Spike tells her to watch the head and they crash to the floor for some lovemaking.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Spikey Harm.
1: Okay, then we cut to the woods as the camera pans through the bushes and we get a Xander voiceover. He says, <laughs> Here, I'm actually gonna. <laughs> I'll have you read this because I feel like you'll do a good job of it.
0: Yeah. He says, Every man faces this moment, here, now, watching, waiting for an unseen enemy that has no face.
1: And we see Xander in dark green clothing, holding a pair of binoculars to his eyes. Giles beside him, looking away, and Xander continues
0: nerve ending, screaming in silence, never knowing which thought might be your last
1: and then Giles says, "Oh, oh shut up,
0: shut up, <laughs> and then it just cuts, which is funny, he looks over yeah, at and then it
1: just cuts. <laughs> Um, yeah, basically Xander like just puts down his binoculars and kind of like looks at Giles and then it cuts (laughs) away. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, so we cut away to a raging party happening, Mm. uh, Buffy and Willow entering And Buffy tells Willow that, you know, they could go. She's like kind of tentative. But Willow says, no, no, we're here for fun. And then she says she's going to go and grab a soda and that she'll find Buffy. But as soon as Buffy walks away, Willow's expression switches to business mode. And she finds Riley, leans against a pillar facing the opposite direction from him. (laughs) And she passes on her important intel. She says, "Okay, she's wearing A halter top with sensible shoes. That means mostly dancing, light contact, but don't push, light contact, but don't push your luck. Heavy conversations out of the question. She tells Riley to ask Buffy to dance, but Riley says he can't dance, so she suggests just talking instead, and then promises to beat him with a shovel if he hurts Buffy. And he gives her like a shocked look, and she says, a vague disclaimer is nobody's friend. Have fun, and like slaps him on the back. (laughs) Uh, He takes a sip of his water, yep, water, not booze, and he approaches Buffy.
0: Too squeaky clean.
1: But he freezes, and he asks her if she did the reading for class. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) nice
0: icebreaker. Then he
1: offers her a cheese block on a toothpick.
0: That's nice. I would take that cheese block. She does like cheese. I like a cube of cheese, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever choked that bad, Pat? What? Like trying to uh, oh. ask a girl out, <laughs> trying to we talk still to a girl. Talking
0: about cheese cubes. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't remember to be honest.
2: <laughs> you just blocked out those ago. memories. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know if I was ever the the kind of person to approach somebody. You yeah, know? I was kind of like, sense. if somebody approaches me, then maybe we got something here or if yeah. we strike up a conversation just, but I never like set my sights on someone. It's like, that's the one I'm going in for the kill. <laughs> like it just never worked <laughs> out that way.
1: <laughs> no, I, no. that makes sense. Like, you know, you just don't have that kind of, I don't want to say you don't have that kind of personality as if it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but like Dave is the same way. Like he's yeah. like, someone has to come up to me and like slap me in the face and like oh, tell yeah. me, that they really like me before yeah. I'm going to like have any semblance of confidence to say anything. Totally. <laughs> which is pretty much how we got together. So, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of, I don't know why. It reminded me of, I can't say that I necessarily have game, but I, because I think I just get too <laughs> giggly and nervous. Yeah. But it reminded me of my first kiss, mm. which was like after like a hangout session with like a bunch of people and like I was there with the boy I had a crush on and mm-hmm. he ended up being my first boyfriend. Um, and I remember like going to hug him when I was leaving and my dad was picking me up. So like that's how young I was. I was like 15 or something. Sure. You know, like mm-hmm. I wasn't driving myself. And yeah, so like my dad was picking me up. Maybe it was like at the end of a movie. Yeah. It was either like the end of a movie or like I was at dates. a friend's house or something. Yeah, yeah. These early and, dates.
0: It's the, um, yep. it's the most uncomfortable, awkward. Okay, we're going to leave now. Uh, and here's my
1: dad in the car. Yeah. yeah. And so I hugged him and I like started to pull away and he said, give us a kiss.
0: <laughs> he said, give <laughs> us a kiss. like Jaws that's what he says in Jaws
1: (laughs) is that I was like where is that from like I was thinking of this the other day and I'm like that must have been from something no it's
0: something that like old people say they say like give us a kiss instead of give me a kiss it's like no we both get the kiss yeah
1: but I've never heard that in my life other than I feel like maybe like a serial killer thing right you know
0: yeah so did you question it
1: no I just like Gave him like a really quick Peck on the lips And then oh, I ran so away So romantic
0: <laughs> He ran away
1: <laughs> And I just like ran away And I honestly don't remember what happened after that <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember like How that led to us dating Yeah <laughs> But yeah For nice. some reason For some reason this this scene Just brought that up for me Yeah <laughs> just just awkward, awkward moments in dating. So awkward. Uh, so back in the dark night, Xander the dark moves night? Like stealthily <laughs> through the woods, Yeah, having split up with Giles. And he stops when he hears and then sees things being thrown into a pile. Harmony steps into his line of sight, pouring gasoline on the pile of things. So Xander decides to approach her. And then she walks towards him, but he stops her with a, that's close enough, and warns her that he's been highly trained to put the stake that he's taken out into her heart. Yeah, and she's talk. like, I can kill you where you stand. And then Xander says, bring it on then. And Harmony just steps up and bitch slaps him. And he goes, ow! Ow! <laughs> And then kicks her in the shin, and she's like, "Ow, you sissy kicker!" And she slaps him in the arm, and then the best ever Buffy fight ensues. Oh
0: man, so well choreographed and slow
1: mo slapping at each other circling around and we got great action music playing with slow-mo this ridiculous fight more slapping and they're like not actually making contact with each other Mm -hmm. they end up like tangled like pulling each other's hair yeah and finally this is how
0: i fight with my little sister
1: i know it's perfect yeah (laughs) so good i love it (laughs) Uh, and then xander's like cut it out and harmony's like ow i'm so gonna bite you and xander says okay stop stop we should stop okay so yeah it's just like siblings yeah. fighting <laughs> and then harmony's like okay i will if you will and they count to three and they disentangle themselves and like kind of step back yeah and xander's like have harmony face
0: on i didn't notice
1: no, I don't think she did.
0: okay. So, so like she wasn't it wasn't really even into it. It wasn't Yeah, <laughs> like
1: neither. I mean like it was just the most ridiculous yeah. thing ever. Um, Sandra says, Harmony, it's been great catching up. Really, I'm just gonna pick up the tattered shreds of my dignity and go home, leaving you with your fire and Harmony tells him that it spikes things that he came back made promises then everything was Slayer this Slayer that and he's probably killed Buffy already but she's not taking him back and she strikes a match and says I just want to know why it is that men always and she looks up to see that Xander has left and she says leave and then she tosses the match behind her onto the pile and it goes up in flames
0: mm. flames crossover
1: yeah yeah yeah. Definitely. Big flames. Lots of flames. hmm Back at the party, Buffy is having a great time dancing, just living it up, having the time of her life, as Willow and Riley sit on a couch, looking grumpy, not having fun at all. <laughs> defeated. Yeah, totally defeated. Um, Riley is just reeling over how badly he choked, especially says, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm you st- i'm good at things like that's what i do willow tells him to relax it's not like he's proposing and then a dingo song comes on and she gets immediately depressed um riley sees that she's upset and he gets someone to change the song and she thanks him and then tells him to go find buffy tell her that she went home and she's like at least that will give you something to say <laughs> yeah so they both get up and then riley updates buffy uh Tells and then tells her that he wants to ask her something, but Xander shows up and tells Buffy it's about some unfinished business. Mm -mm. So they leave, and immediately Forrest shows up to heckle Riley. And he's like, It's not like she blew me off, she just left with another guy. That's all. And Forrest says, We need you downstairs anyway. He, Riley, and Graham leave the party and head down a quiet hallway. And Forrest says, you know, I hate to say it, but they're probably on their way to make crazy crazy naked sex. And they stand in front of a mirror and a glowing green light scans their yeah, eyes. Yeah, a little
0: scan laser.
1: And a robot says, retinal scan accepted. Mm-hmm. They keep talking about Buffy. Forrest not wanting to watch Riley moon over a freshman, but Graham says that he likes her. The wall the mirror was on, is on moves aside to reveal an elevator with bright white tiles that are a heck of a lot like the walls of Spike's cell that he escaped. Mm-hmm.
0: And this is when I knew that mm-hmm. they were the commando guys.
1: The elevator starts to descend and Forrest says, dude, straight tip. I know about girls. And Riley says, exactly, girls, plural. I'm talking about one girl. And he leans into a microphone. One girl girl he says into it and the computer says initiative vocal code match complete special agent Finn Riley the elevator door opens and the three guys enter a large room and begin to walk down a steel staircase as Riley says the problem is what kind of girl is going to go out with a guy who's acting all Joe regular by day and then turns all demon hunter by night and Graham says maybe a peculiar one
0: Mm, yeah seems like there might be A connection there huh
1: Yeah Yeah. They get to the bottom of the stairs And they seem to be in a large warehouse A kind of like tram Drives by them And they walk past a large sort of Pit in the floor that looks to be A lab yeah. With like bright stadium lights Kind of shining in it And it kind of looks like aluminum foil All over the walls and floor Uh, Several work tables with various demons on them, including the vampire that was trying to escape with Spike. And did you notice anything else familiar? No. On the the tables?
0: No. Did you? Well, (laughs) there was a
1: fish guy.
0: Oh, a fish guy. One of the fish bros? Yep. Oh, they caught him.
1: Uh Uh Uh-huh. People in lab coats and scrubs are working over them. A guy sits in front of a monitoring station. Looks
0: like he got cod. (laughs)
1: yeah <laughs> he, he got caught in a net
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> exactly uh yeah then we see a guy sitting in front of a monitoring station um and probably gonna Riley. try to
0: scale his way out of that place if you know what i mean
1: <laughs> yep <laughs>
0: yeah you got any more i mean maybe but mm. no i guess that's it must be that's it
1: <laughs> must be finished <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> more will come to us like as we're yeah. talking about loss right yeah so then uh riley graham and forrest start walking past the, the monitoring station and riley says situation and professor walsh in a lab yeah. coat turns around and says gentlemen suit up we have a it's code Commander red or walsh Hostile 17 has escaped
2: hmm Austin oh 77. shit wow. so
1: i forgot like how much revealing happened in this episode yeah it
0: was a big reveal
1: yeah there's like so much that happens here big turn really moves the plot forward yeah or maybe not i don't know <laughs> i think it does <laughs> Back from break, Riley Graham and Forrest are putting on the very same gear that we've seen the Commandos wearing mm-hmm. as Professor slash Commander Walsh. We don't really know what her title is.
0: Riley kind of looks like so the just... guy from uh, Resident Evil.
1: Yeah. He totally does. Once he puts
0: on the Commando gear and his. Yeah. Hair, you know.
1: What was that guy's name?
0: Uh, Chris Redfield. Is that it? Or is that the girl?
1: I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, I don't know. No, I got to look it up, though. All right. Chris Redfield. Look at that. Yep. Look at that.
0: I don't know where that came from. Just pulled it out of my deep recesses of my mush, mush brain.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, back from break. Right, yeah, so they're putting on the gear. Professor Walsh tells them that Hostile 17 broke restraints at 2.47 p.m. And Forrest says, that's a big head start. And Walsh says, gets bigger every time you interrupt me. It was bagged and tagged locally, so assume it knows the area. The creature has every advantage right now. Failed to recapture it in everything we've worked for. The initiative itself could end tonight. She the puts initiative. Riley. Initiative. Mm.
0: There's the title.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she puts Riley, a.k.a. Agent Finn, in charge, and he splits his commandos into three groups, and they head out. Graham, Forrest, and Riley leave through some sort of hatch and enter the woods. At Giles' house, Buffy complains to Giles and Xander that Spike should know that this is her town and it's her night off, damn it. (laughs) Xander says, I'm sure he'd pick another night if he knew you were busy with Teutonic Boy Toy. And I had to look up the meaning of Teutonic. Did you? Teutonic? Yeah. Did you know what it meant?
0: Ah, yeah, I know what Teutonic means.
1: Oh, okay. Can you explain it for well, all the listeners I mean, who might not know? It
0: could it's just you know, it's it's just one of those words that most people know. So I feel mm-hmm. like you should know it, but it's like
1: yeah, you think most people know yeah, this word,
0: uh huh? So it's like when you have somebody and they're Teutonic, mm-hmm. then they tend to not all the time
1: wear tutus, but
0: tend to weigh more than two tons
1: (laughs) (laughs) and wear
2: tutus
0: yeah is that accurate nope oh okay it's worth a shot
1: so basically is he's using it here to mean a guy who has like kind of traditional views about the roles of men and women but it stems from an ancient germanic christian order of knights who aided in the crusades oh and kind of like still operates today but primarily as like a service organization you we know kind like, of like teutonics kind of like knights templar or one of those gotcha. i think but they also have some associations with the nazi party because nazi propaganda used a lot of like their imagery oh. um but What's crazy is like at the same time, Hitler was simultaneously like he abolished the order mm-hmm. uh, in 1938 because he saw it as a threat to the Nazi regime and mm-hmm. its members were persecuted by the German authorities, but they still used like their symbolism in like Nazi uh, Nazi propaganda. Hmm. Uh, and then Hitler based his his German order on the Teutonic order. And outside of Germany, a lot of countries equated the Teutonic Knights As sort of like symbolic shorthand for Nazis and even in even like Germans in general, so it's kind of like derogatory term for for like Germanic people who are kind of traditional. So basically, Xander seems to be equating Riley, based purely on looks alone, to a Nazi at worst or a traditional Aryan man at best. Okay, wow. But it is, yeah, it was like kind a lot of a to deep, unpack there. Sam it was, Joe. it was, I was like, I don't <laughs> know what this means. And I like, that's the thing is like, sometimes Buffy is like really intelligent. Like, mm. you know, like you kind of have to dig deep to like understand these references. So yeah. yeah, I had to, I had to really, I had to spend like a good long while trying to figure out what this <laughs> meant. <researching> <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Teutonic Knights? Yeah. Um. Either way, not cool, Xander. Not cool. You don't even know this guy. You saw him for like two seconds.
0: Too squeaky clean.
1: So back to the show. Buffy has had enough of Spike's shit. So she decides she's going to kill him tonight. And she's going to do it on her own. No arguments, she says. She starts to leave and Xander gives her a flare gun. And she's kind of like, what am I going to do with this? And he's like, you know, if you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, this was like pre-cell phone time. So flare gun. (laughs) Sure. Um... So Spike has ransacked an administrative office at UC Sunnydale and is scrolling through a list of students and their dorm room numbers until he finds Buffy's. Then commando boys walk to a clearing where they spot Buffy sitting on a park bench alone. Forrest says, At least she's not making crazy naked sex. Sitting but on a
0: park bench. <laughs>
1: It <laughs> <laughs> just keeps going. <laughs> um, but she is compromising the area. So he floats the idea of using her as bait to catch their hostile 17, but Riley shuts him down. So Riley decides that he's going to go talk to her, and he's no longer in his military garb. Buffy nearly pulls a stake on him, and they're both looking around, like distractedly looking for Spike as they try to talk to each other. Riley asks about the guy that she left with earlier, but she says Xander isn't anyone she wants to talk about right now. And she just like keeps looking around. She tells Riley that she wants to be alone. And then he offers to escort, escort her back to her dorm. And we're going to do some lines here. Okay. So basically Riley starts to, he starts to try to like lead her away. And, sh- and Buffy goes, Whoa, okay. It's a free campus. Who died and made you John Wayne?
0: I'm just trying to help.
1: You think I need help? Believe me, I don't. You know, if you're a real gentleman, then you would just leave. You would go far, far away. Now, shoo.
0: Are you drunk?
1: Yes. Go and report me.
0: I'm taking you home.
1: Come on. And then he tries to grab her again. And she says, oh, did you ever think maybe I'm going to take you home? Huh? What? You think that boys can take care of themselves and girls need help? Yeah. That is so Teutonic.
0: Mm. Look, Buffy. As long as you're out here, I'm staying.
1: Well, as long as you're out here, I'm staying. And they hear a scream, a woman screaming, and then they both run in opposite directions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Graham holds a tracking device up for the other two to see, and Forrest calls for all units to converge on the target. In Buffy and Willow's room, Willow is alone sitting on her bed listening to sad music again when she hears a knock and says, Come in. And who opens the door? Spikey. Spike. Willow immediately jumps up and offers to do spells for him and then tries to run past him out the door, but he throws her back across the room like a bag of day-old potato Potato chips, Potato chips, wow. And he stalks toward her and he says, (laughs) I'll give you a choice. Now, I'm going to kill you, no choice in that, but I can let you stay dead or bring you back. And he vamps out. To be like me. She screams and he turns her music up loud. Throws her on the bed. And then throws her again as she gets up. He sits on her and she keeps like trying to like punch him. And like throw him off her. This is
0: violent. Scary.
1: It is. He grabs her wrists and pins them to her side. And then goes in for the bite as she screams. This felt too real. It really did. Yeah. It's kind of jarring. (laughs) I was thinking about that and I was like. You know, it's this isn't like one of those like quick bites like no. we've seen before. You no. know, like even when Harmony went in to bite her right. a couple episodes ago, we were kinda like, Okay, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I was like, this is like a lot of struggle. Yeah. It could be and like turning really, up
0: the music made it extra creepy too. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like could be very triggering, I think, yeah. for anyone who has experienced sexual violence or this kind of physical abuse in general yeah. and like we love spike as a like we kind of like cheering for him you know as like <laughs> a, a, a bad guy yeah. but he is like really crossing a threshold here i think yeah especially with willow so yeah i was i was definitely kind of shook in this scene mm-hmm. um so yeah then we cut out to the hallway and all we hear is her music as people are just like going about their business. Yeah. So then we, we cut to a break and we come back from a break and Willow's bed is a mess, but Spike is sitting on the edge of it. Willow's sitting up behind him and away from him, leaning against her headboard and she's looking okay. Yeah. So. Unbitten. 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 Quite a relief, but, like, what were you thinking? I mean, like, you watch with commercials, right? Yeah. So, you went to commercial break and actually had commercials. Like, did I you think... I was like, oh,
0: maybe we'll get a vampire willow again.
1: Did you... Yeah. You really thought that?
0: Yeah, for a minute. I mean, it felt real. Felt like... Yeah. It was, it was, it was a done deal. But it was yeah. a real big fake a It was.
1: And yeah. thankfully... It kind of, you know, comes back and is like sort of funny. So we're going to do some lines here. Okay. So you'll be Spike. I will be Willow.
0: I don't understand. This sort of thing's never happened to me before.
1: Maybe you were nervous.
0: I felt all right when I started. Let's try again.
1: And so he kind of like leaps on her and then he immediately like draws back and then tries again and the same same thing happens. Ow. Oh, ow. Damn it. And then he gets up and he kicks the dresser and starts to pace around the room. Maybe you're trying too hard. Doesn't this happen to every vampire?
0: Not to me, it doesn't.
1: It's me, isn't it?
0: What are you talking about?
1: Well, you came looking for Buffy and then settled. I, you didn't want to bite me. I just happened to be around. Piffle. I know I'm not the kind of girl vamps like to sink their teeth into. It's always like, oh, you're like a sister to me, or, oh, you're such a good friend. Don't
0: be ridiculous. I'd bite you in a heartbeat.
1: Really? And Spike sits down on her bed again.
0: Thought about it. When? Remember last year? You had on that fuzzy pink number with the lilac underneath?
1: I never would have guessed. You played the bloodlust kind of cool.
0: Mm, I hate being obvious, all fangy and uh, takes the mystery out.
1: But if you could?
0: If I could, yeah.
1: You know, this doesn't make you any less terrifying. Don't patronize me. <laughs> <laughs> so we we like, you know, before we go to break, we get this like really intense, yeah. basically like kind of like rape scene. Right. And we come back and there, it's sort of like.
0: They defanged him again.
1: Yeah, they yeah. well, they are sort, sort of. It's sort of like alluding to like ED, <laughs> like right, he's got erectile yeah. he's dysfunction got Performance happening.
0: anxiety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: so we cut to outside Willow's dorm, uh, outside the building, and Graham, Forrest, and Riley are hiding in the bushes, peering at a temperature sensor, and they kind of like hold it up to like scan the windows um, Mm -hmm. and you know, they're reading the like temperatures of the people standing in the windows. And then they read spike coming in at a balmy 62.3 degrees, which he's like room temperature. And I was like, that's room temperature. Like that's kind of (laughs) chilly.
0: Yeah. uh, It's not my room.
1: No, not mine either. Uh, They call in a standard flanking maneuver and they head in. Back inside Buffy and Willow's room, Spike is distraught, and he says, I'm only 126. And Willow (sighs) says, you're being too hard on yourself. Why don't we wait a half an hour and try again? Or, and then she picks up a lamp and smashes it over his head, runs over to her door and tries to leave, but it's locked Hmm. from the outside? That's kind of weird. It's kind
0: of like weird.
1: Then the lights go out outside in the hall. Riley, Graham, and Forrest run into the dorm wearing night vision goggles. They race up the stairs, sending students scrambling out of their way and kind of like yelling. They head down the hall and reach Willow's room, bust open the door, and Willow races out, knocking them out of the way. Graham points a tranquilizer gun at Willow, but Riley tells him to hold his fire. Then Spike rushes out, grabs the gun out of Graham's hands, and throws him into a wall. And Willow starts to cower in a corner. Spike leans in to bite Graham, but he can't because he's got like a severe burst of pain that happens again. Mm. They throw a hood over Spike's head. He starts to fight them off. But Riley and Graham contain him as Forrest suggests to Riley that the civilian, meaning Willow, could have turned. Riley tells him to leave her and as they're debating spike gets free of his restraints and hood and he fights the commandos he knocks one of them down with a fire extinguisher then a commando shoots at him but he like he blocks it with the um, with the ex- fire extinguisher and then the hallway fills with co2 Willow starts to crawl away but Forrest stops her and then Buffy says contain this And then Mm. she shoots the flare gun, temporarily blinding the commandos. hang on.
0: So this contained this felt like like an homage to the Matrix from- Oh, yeah? Yeah, when Trinity uh, is on the roof with Neo, okay? And they're fighting Uh the agent. Yeah. And agent gets the drop on Neo on the roof, okay? And Mm -hmm. then uh, it's right after the whole bullet dodging scene.
1: Yeah, yeah, the cool slow mo. Yeah,
0: and Trinity's got the gun up to the agent's head. and She says, "Dodge this!" and then she shoots him in the head. And the shot oh. was exactly the same as the one with Buffy. It was like a, yeah, almost like a maybe. POV shot.
1: Well, because I think I think some one of the commandos like is tr- says something about trying to contain Willow. Right. And so then Buffy is like, "Contain, contain this!" You. Right. Yeah, and she shoots the flare gun. Mm -hmm. temporarily blinding the commandos who are all wearing night vision goggles. So, yikes. Yeah. Then she knocks down Forrest, pushes Willow in the room and closes the door, and then proceeds to knock around Riley as Spike runs off. Graham and Forrest try to follow him, but Spike jumps out a window and gets away. Buffy and Riley are still fighting, um, but neither of that, like, he's in his commando gear And he also can't really see her because his vision is blurred. So they don't know who they're fighting. Yeah, We just just know as viewers. Um, So Riley is like squinting and trying to make out this white blobby shape that is Buffy. But he can't. So he slowly backs away and retreats. And then when he's gone, the lights go back on and Buffy rushes over to Willow, who's holding her neck. In the initiative... Professor Walsh is pissed. Uh She says, I'm sure you'll understand if I seem far from happy. Hostile 17's found an accomplice who's smart, aggressive, and somehow escapes description. Forrest and Graham are both like, that guy was big and strong. And Walsh says, I am not interested in guesswork, gentlemen. Call me old-fashioned. I like results. This report reads like a child's riddle book. Ancient Finn, tell me something good. My implant? And Riley says, The implant works. Hostile 17 can't harm any living creature in any way without intense neurological pain. We'll bag it. Then, the next day on campus, Riley approaches Buffy and starts to apologize for the previous night, but Buffy says, you know, like she was rude, that sometimes she just likes to be out by herself at night, and we're going to do uh, a few more lines to close it out here.
0: You should almost cue up some acoustic guitar music, because um, whenever... Riley starts talking to Buffy in this episode. Like, they sneak in some, like, really soft, sweet acoustic guitar.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You start where Riley says, I hear that. Gotta be careful, though.
0: I hear that. Gotta be careful, though. A lot of strange people out there. Oh, yeah. How's Willa doing?
1: Okay. Of course, that stupid fraternity prank on our dorm didn't help any.
0: That's right. I forgot you guys live in Stevenson. You knew that? Well, Willow and I were... I thought she might be able to help me with a project.
1: Really? That work out for you?
0: Don't know yet.
1: Uh, last night, at the party, you wanted to tell me something?
0: Oh, yeah. Very important stuff. I don't remember any of it now. But you would have been fascinated, possibly even moved did willow tell you i like cheese
1: you're a little peculiar
0: i can live with that
1: and then the camera we cut to like an overhead shot of them walking side by side across the campus together so nice
0: wow any final
1: thoughts about this
0: uh no the initiative's kind of cool
1: yeah, I thought you would think this. that's kind of cool. I like,
0: I like underground uh, facilities. Big yeah. fan of underground facilities.
1: Yeah, this is like a... F- that's why like when they when we initially found the hatch, like this yeah. is what I was thinking. Like something like this. Something like this. Yeah, yeah. or something like, uh, like in the Hunger Games in oh, District yeah. 13. You mm-hmm. know, it's like all underground. Yeah. That's what I was thinking.
0: Yeah, I kind of dig underground uh, places, you know? yeah <laughs> so what a, how, yeah i don't know what I
1: don't know. oh <laughs> what do you think about riley now
0: i don't know what to think about this guy part of me thinks he's too squeaky clean he's a little lame but then he's mm-hmm. like this badass commando too so yeah you know i don't know he's uh i don't know if i feel the chemistry between them too yeah it seems like buffy's not really into him yet Mm-hmm. so we'll see
1: all right, well, we can see what your predictions say yeah. where do you think uh where do you think spike's gonna go? No you can't go back to hermione to yeah. hermione <laughs> to hermione. harmony <laughs> <laughs> Hermione doesn't want him either <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know all right, well, you want some trivia
0: yeah, hit me some trivia,
1: okay, so um we kind of already talked about this, but the trivia confirms it that spikes attempt to feed on willow is intentionally characteristic of a rape scene while the next scene where he struggles to bite her due to his something. Oh, she does say that it's an implant. So I can say that (laughs) due to his, uh, they call it a chip after this, but yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, is, is referencing er erectile dysfunction. Right. And then in the DVD commentary, Um, Douglas Petrie, the writer of this episode, reveals that after Spike attacks Willow in her dorm room and the scene immediately cuts to commercial after a fleeting glimpse of the corridor outside with people who failed to hear her screams, he wanted viewers to believe that Willow had actually been killed. Hmm. Um, We talked about this already. Seth Green has been removed from the opening credits with James Marsters promoted to main cast taking his place. This is a first time in the series that a cast change occurs mid-season. Joss Whedon was glad that James Marsters agreed to join the show full-time because he felt that Charisma Carpenter, having moved to Angel, the show lacked a character who was openly rude to other characters. (laughs) He (laughs) described it as having that awkward neighbor that is like, Hi, can I borrow a cup of sugar and insult you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense.
1: The existence of a secret government slash corporate organization dealing with the bizarre and supernatural is a recurring theme in Joss Whedon's work and can be seen in The Shield, uh, the organization in The Cabin in the Woods, mm-hmm. the Blue Sun Corporation and Firefly, the Rossum Corporation and Dollhouse, and the successors to the company in Alien Resurrection. Interesting. Mercedes McNabb, who plays Harmony, says the hair pulling, shin kicking fight with Xander was actually one of her ons she says, actually one of my on my favorite on-screen fights. When asked if she had a stunt double, she responded, No, it was all me, but we wore knee pads and shin guards, which was kind of ridiculous seeing as it was just such a cheesy fight. (laughs) (laughs) So no stunt doubles there. (laughs) Not needed. No. Uh, When Spike scrolls through the student register on the computer, the student names include a bunch of names of the crew members working on the show, including J.D. Peralta, which I was like, I wonder if that guy's name is Jake and that's how the name for, (laughs) you know, Jake Peralta. Yeah, Yeah. Brooklyn (laughs) Nine-Nine. And yeah, and then some of like the stunt doubles were on there. Yeah. yeah so like a, just a bunch of like crew members were just hmm. like listed as as students huh that's funny spike remarks that he is 126 which following the timeline of this show makes his birthday around 1873 wow. establishing him as a late victorian
0: Mm. isn't that nice
1: mm. hmm okay. there you go some all right spike history for you
0: some nice trivia there All right, what do you say? Is it time to hit the beach and get into
1: Lost? Hit the beach. Oh, that would be nice.
0: (laughs) Let's get into Lost. This is Lost Season 3, Episode 11. This one is titled Enter 77 or Enter 77.
1: Which is Um, not one of the Lost numbers.
0: It is not. Uh, original air date is March 7th, 2007. Look at that. What is that interesting?
2: Wow, hmm.
0: wow, enter 77. Seven. Uh, written by Carlton Hughes and Damon Lindelof, and directed by Stephen Williams. What are your predictions?
1: Okay, so one of my predictions from a little earlier from episode 57. Um, I think this was when we first heard mention of Jacob and uh-huh. we had previously seen the eye patch guy. Okay. So I said that Jacob is a guy that's worse than Ben, Ben, or at least has more power than him. Maybe he's the eye patch guy. Okay. And then last episode I said Rousseau will team up with Kate Saeed and Locke to find the others condo complex, as I've been calling it. All so right. I didn't really make too many predictions last episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, this episode starts on the beach. The survivors are putting together a ping pong table that they found out in the jungle. And Sawyer notices Paolo has his guns and ammos magazine, and he calls Paolo Zorro, but tells him to keep it after seeing Paolo's using it as poop reading material.
1: yeah also i was like are you sharing the porn mags too because he's like oh we all share now and i'm like are you sharing (laughs) the porn mags don't share those that's disgusting
0: (laughs) everyone gets their own okay uh saeed john locke use a compass in the jungle to find their bearing of north 305 which uh locke got from the jesus stick but they've been traveling for two days you know, haven't gotten very far. You know, they haven't mm-hmm. they haven't found the place yet. But then they go to gather fruit for a moment. Haven't
1: found <laughs> what they're looking for. I think and that's the, what you meant to say.
0: That's that is what I was meant to say exactly. Mm-hmm. And they hear cowbell, ding dong, and cow. Saeed finds a cow in the jungle.
1: Yeah, and
0: he falls it out uh, out of the jungle to this blue shack where we see a man with an eye patch tending to the cow and horse. Eyepatch Man's Ranch. Eyepatch Man's Ranch. And then boom, lost title. And then back on the beach, the survivors are finishing setting up the ping pong table, and Sawyer taunts them with a brand new ping pong ball. <laughs> and he mm-hmm. makes him makes him a deal that he gets a stash back if he wins the game. And they can they can nominate anyone to play him. But if he loses, Sun suggests no nicknames for a week, and Sawyer agrees to this deal. Back in the jungle, Saeed. But before
1: Lock, that, he says, "Cause Nikki is like, like he's like, I want what's, I want all my stuff back, I want all and my she, stuff back. she's like, yeah, but it wasn't really yours to begin with, and he's like." A, was mine when I took it. B, who the hell are you? Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, right. yeah, thanks, Sawyer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, who are you? Yeah, because he hasn't been around in a while.
1: Yeah, and also, you know, who is this who chick is this? just showing up, trying Sh- to tell him I what's dare, what? How dare she? Nikki.
0: Nikki and Paolo. Back of the jungle, Said Locke Kate. And Rousseau scope out this blue shack, and as they gear up to head in, Rousseau backs out. She says she's not interested in joining joining them in this crazy endeavor.
1: Yeah, she's basically like I lived for so long yeah. by not I'm getting good. involved with this madness. Yeah. You know? I'm good, good out there. So here. Uh, that's smart. Yeah. Smart lady.
0: Flashback to Saeed chopping veggies in a kitchen, and a co worker sends him out to a patron who tells him that his dish is delicious and but he calls, calls him. him bu- he calls oh. him Najiv, And Saeed claims that he's Syrian, but this man knows that he's Iraqi. And he offers Saeed to come work for him in his restaurant for twice the pay. Back on the island.
1: And that guy's name.
0: Is Sammy.
1: Is Sammy.
0: Yeah, spelt exactly like yours. Spelt
1: exactly like mine.
0: So fun. Back on the island, Saeed approaches the shack with his hands up cautiously. And Kate and Locke watch from the jungle with their guns drawn. And Saeed walks by all these animals a pony, a cow, and a kitty. And the kitty's just kind of looking at him.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then bang, Sawyer or Saeed gets shot by the eye patch guy. And he yells at him, He says, I didn't cross the line. We had a truce. This is my land. You said I could stay here. And Saeed says, I, I'm i not who you think I am. My name is Saeed Jarrah. I love how he always says his full name.
1: Yeah, I he does always plane, say his full name.
0: And that uh, I was on a plane that crashed here months ago. And then this guy with the eye patch comes out, and the others get the drop on him, and they disarm him. And Kate says, who are you? And then he says, my name is Mikhail Bakunin, and I am the last living member of the Dharma Initiative.
1: <gasps> hmm. What? Also, bum, this man bum, needs a bum. dental cleaning. His teeth are nasty.
0: Well, I'm sure there's not a dentist around the corner, you know.
1: No, but, I mean, they drop everything else. I would hope that they're dropping toothpaste.
0: <laughs> dropping some crest. Yeah. Uh, Mikhail helps Saeed into his Blue Shack abode, and Said's like, you know how to treat a gun wound? And the guy tells him that he was in the Soviet Army. And he tells Kate to go get the medical kit, and Saeed asks him about the Dharma Initiative and how he got there. And he tells a big, long story about his life in Kiev, And that he replied to a newspaper ad. And uh, he said that it said, would you like to save the world? And that's how I met them. The initiative. The initiative.
1: The initiative.
0: Crossover. Wow. He said, they're very secretive, very rich, very smart. And Saeed says, so when did you come to the island? He says, 11 years now. I like computers, communications equipment, being alone like a lighthouse keeper. So they... Put me in the station. They called it the flame. And Said says, What is the purpose of the flame? Said's asking a lot of questions in this episode. Yeah, well, Felt that's like why I like
1: Saeed. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, Mikhail says, I mean,
1: also, let's not forget, he was an interrogator, so he should right. be asking a uh, lot of questions. Right. Yeah, that was it's, his it's, job. That's his
0: forte. Mikhail says, To communicate with the outside world, of course. And then Locke sees a computer saying, Ready to play, ready to play. Yeah,
1: Locke cannot resist a you button or a game.
0: Resist the computer games this Locky.
1: Or ga- just games in general. Remember when yeah. he used to work for, well, I don't think he worked for a game store, but he worked for like It was like a Toys R Us
0: or oh, a okay. Costco.
1: Yeah, it was like a Costco, yeah. but there was he was like manning the game section or something. Right.
0: Yeah, by and large. Uh so <laughs> Lock types Y Uh, and it's chess yeah for yes to play this chess on the computer saeed says what happened to the dharma initiative and mikhail says they're all dead of course they foolishly initiated a war against the hostiles the Mm. purge they call
1: hostiles
0: hostiles
1: so much crossover so
0: much crossover and then uh he goes on to say that he survived the purge because he likes being alone like he said and he made a truce with these four dudes and the truce was a line on the island that he was not to cross. And they took two cows and left. And Saeed says, who are they? These hostiles. Fair. And Mikhail says, I do not know. But they were here long time before we were. Very long time. And then he digs a bullet out of Saeed's arm. Which yeah. didn't look pleasant.
1: No. yeah, Flash I don't know back. why they had to show that. Well, so you got to see
0: that it's coming out, you know?
1: Nah. I don't need to no. see it that close. You don't need to? Okay. No, not that close. Flashback to Saeed
0: waltzing into some swanky joint saying he's looking for Sammy. And this new boss man Hello, introduces Saeed to his wife. Then all of these men grab Saeed. And the boss man asks if his wife, uh, if she's sure that it's him. And she confirms that it's him. And then they attack Saeed.
1: Oh, come on, Said. Of course it was really a setup. You really walked into this. Come you know, on. You know, you didn't Double ask him pay. why his chef quit. Right? You always ask. <laughs>
0: you always ask that. Back on the island, Mikhail yells at his cat, Nadia, and Mikhail stitches up Saeed's arm and goes to make iced tea. What a guy, huh? What a Making guy. Making ice, iced tea. Mm-hmm. Anybody who makes Unless iced it's tea. it's poisoned.
1: Nice uh... Oh, I make iced tea.
0: I love iced tea. Uh I John got an nice maker. Is in the other room playing chess on the computer, and Mikhail tells him that it's impossible to win and that the computer cheats. And John's like, "Yeah, whatever. Computers don't cheat." Keeps playing.
2: He can't. Keep Cause, this- yeah,
1: because he's like, the computers can't cheat. Like that's what right. makes our us so special. <laughs> like yeah. that we can cheat. I so I, I was like, well, I kind of feel like a a lock rage fest coming on. If he can't beat this computer, (laughs) like, you know, it'll take him a while because he's a patient man, but then eventually he's going to lose his damn mind. Snap. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Kate and Saeed chat and Saeed tells Kate that Mikhail is not Dharma. He is one of them. And that Mm. he's certain that he's not alone.
1: One of them, meaning the others.
0: Yeah. Uh, Back on the beach, Hurley has been nominated to play Sawyer in ping pong, and Sawyer lets Hurley serve, and Hurley does an ace play, volleys it back to one to zero. Back at Mikhail's did hut, you
1: play ping pong? Were you yeah, any good I at did. Ping
0: pong. I used to play ping pong a lot. Oh, My yeah? dad had a ping pong table, and we would play. Cool. Yeah, wasn't too I... bad.
1: I wasn't very good at it.
0: This fun game. It's a fun game.
1: Yeah. At some point, did we? Either us or like someone in our family had like an air hockey table. Oh, those are the best. That was fun. But also terrifying because like, you you know, if you get if you get hit, yeah, you could smash your fingers. Or if you get hit with that puck because you accidentally like knock it up or something. Yeah, you airborne it. That hurts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Those things. Yeah. Those are fun, yeah. I'm but big. I never
1: really, never really played ping pong that much. I mean, yeah. you know, every now and then. But I'm terrible at it.
0: Yeah, both those games, great. Now I wonder what would happen if we played ping pong on an air hockey table.
1: I don't know. That'd be I pretty guess cool, the, huh? I guess the ball would would like hover.
0: Right, you'd have to hit it hard enough.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, we should try that.
0: We should try that. I think that's a new sport coming. Okay. All right. Uh, big, air pong. Uh, air pong saeed tells uh let's see saeed's asking all the questions about the thick cables that connect all the stations and mikhail's telling him he's like oh yeah all those cables you know they, they connect the stations no big deal um even connects you know out into the ocean for a little sonar thing
1: yeah so that was the that was he found that season one
0: yeah yeah when he went on his uh angry When he went walkabout. on his
1: walkabout.
0: Yeah. Saeed then tells this guy how uh you know they killed this one guy, which stirs Mikhail's emotions and he attacks him out of nowhere. And Kate gets the drop on him with a gun, and Saeed tells him to get some rope. And then finally Locke comes out of the kitchen for a minute. He's like, Huh? What's going on? You know, because he's tied up in his chess game. Mm-hmm. Flashback. To Saeed, tied up in this guy's storeroom, Sammy's storeroom. And uh, he starts trying to get the truth out of Saeed. He says, Amira was arrested for harboring an enemy of the state. She was held for three months while she was questioned. Her arms bear the scars of those questions. So I assure you, Najeev, I am not confused. And Saeed says, uh, my name is not Najeev. I am Saeed Hajarah. I was in the Republican Guard. And yes... I was an interrogator, but I have never seen your wife. Maybe she saw me at the same facility, but I do not know her. I can remember every face of every person I interrogated. This guy, Sammy, insists that his wife is right in recognizing him, and he wants Saeed to admit to what he did, or else he will kill him and put him in a bag. And they Yikes. even show the bag. He's yeah, like, look, he's that like, bag this over bag there, bag put you in that.
1: Got your name yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. That's that's a, that's a bold move. Yeah. You know, like putting the body bag in the room so you can just right. look at it.
0: Yeah. It's like that, that right there, that's your bag.
1: That's going to be your home. Mm. Don't Yikes. like that.
0: Back on the island, Kate, locks Saeed chat. Kate says, how do you know he's not alone? And Saeed says, the horse is still saddled outside and the stirrups are set for someone much shorter than this man.
2: <laughs> mm. He said, He's
0: a real uh, detective. Yeah. Saeed. He's kind of like a Sherlock Holmes character. Then they uncover a new hatch door under a rug, which got me all excited. Oh, yeah. More underground more, facilities? More underground, oh, yeah. <laughs> Please. A uh, flashback to Sammy's wife coming in to see Saeed all tied up, and Sammy asks him to tell the truth about torturing her. Said refuses to give in, and then the man beats Saeed, and the woman stops her husband from grabbing a metal pole, saying that that's enough for today. Yikes. Back on the island, Saeed and Kate go down this new hatch, and John Locke is left up top with the passed out Mikhail, but he's very distracted by that your move, your move mm-hmm. coming from the other room.
1: Yeah, he's gotta go back to that game.
0: Yeah, he's feeling the calling. It's like his angry birds. And <laughs> Kate and Saeed see the whole place is rigged C four explosives. And John Locke goes to play a move on the computer saeed finds shelves of dharma initiative user manuals
1: mm. which seems
0: you know helpful
1: yeah and then, this actually dave pointed out that this was just like a scene in um squid game
0: oh didn't see it but
1: you haven't seen that yeah and he was like this is exactly like it shot for shot and i was huh. like well this came first so
0: <laughs> yeah uh, Locke then beats the computer in chess And then Dr. Candle, the guy who we've seen in all the Dharma tapes, pops up. Although his name is
1: different in every one.
0: Oh, yeah. So we don't know his
1: real name. But this probably means something bad's going to happen.
0: Manual override complete. For pallet drop, enter 2-4. For station uplink, enter 3-2. For mainland communication, enter 3-8. And lock enters 3-8. He says the satellite dish is inoperable. Communications are down. I would have hit 2-4. Enter five six, you wanted the pallet drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Locke enters five six, and then he says sonar is inoperable. Has there been an incursion of the station by the hostiles? If so, enter seven seven. Then Mikhail shows up behind Locke and tells him to be quiet. <sighs> Down below, Kate is attacked by a woman, but Saeed holds her up with a gun. Kate yeah, then recognizes a scary- her. it's scary.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what her name was, but I know she had, like, a really badass name. She's the one who held Walt captive.
0: Yeah, it was, like, Iris or something like that, wasn't it? Or Siri? Was it Siri? Which is Iris backwards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I Yeah, I don't remember her name.
0: Anyways, uh, Kate recognizes her as the one from the docks when they were kidnapped. And they head back up, and they find John Locke is being held by gunpoint outside. And Mikhail wants to make a trade. And there's a bunch of commotion. And then Mikhail and the woman start yelling, rushing at each other. And Mikhail shoots this woman in the chest. And there's a big scuffle. Saeed knocks Mikhail on the ground. And Mikhail tells Said to kill him. He's like, kill me. Ms. Back Clue. on the beach. Miss Clue. Miss Clue, okay. What did I say? I said, uh... Siri? Iris. Siri. <laughs> I don't
1: Iris know. or Siri? <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: Back on the beach... Hurley apologizes to Sawyer for beating him so bad at ping pong.
2: Tell him yeah, Sawyer, Sawyer that.
1: is a sorry loser. Yeah. He is like not that. happy. He is moping up a storm right now. Yeah. His Kate is gone. Mm-hmm. His goods are gone. Yep. He's very mopey, Sawyer.
0: Turns out Hurley had a ping pong table growing up. So, you know. You know. He's he does bring him back away. some Playboys, though. He's like, here you go, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and, tell, he, and he tries to reassure him, saying that Kate's going to be okay. Uh, Hurley cuts uh, Sawyer off before he can call him anything but his actual name, Hurley. Or Hugo, which he get, says, get bent, Hugo. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to Saeed walking with Mikhail, He continues to question him, and it reveals that he is not a Dharma member, but everything else he told him was true. And then Russo pops out with a rifle, and Saeed then pulls out a map that he found and points out the barracks and the dormitories location. And Mikhail says that he's going to kill him when he gets a chance. And Russo's is like, "He's making a good point. Why don't we just, you know, why don't we just off this dude? Come on, let's kill him."
1: Yeah. Why are we Why are we yeah, keeping why are we him around? About?
0: Flashback to Saeed and Sammy's wife hanging out in the storage room, and she tells. Said about her cat and where she found him long lock story and she says I forgive him when he bites me because I know what it feels like to never be safe
1: she well then... okay, I feel like you need to like <laughs> t- at least say a little <sighs> bit so basically the cat was like outside all the time it was yeah. like an outside cat and then right. a bunch of kids put the cat in a box and kept throwing um, like firecrackers at it right and so she and she oh. stayed in the house all the time because she was too afraid to go out because she was tortured. Yeah. And finally, she couldn't take it anymore and she went outside and rescued the cat. Right. So.
0: And then the cat would bite her. But she's like, oh, that's okay. I forgive him. Because, because you know, I, get I know it. what it's
1: like to feel scared. Right.
0: She then asks him to acknowledge what he did to her. And Saeed then tells her that he recognizes her and that her face haunts him ever since he left Iraq. And he apologizes, and he breaks down crying and sobbing. The woman forgives him, and she tells him that she will, she will tell her husband that she made a terrible mistake. Back on the island, Saeed refuses Rousseau's request of killing Mikael, and Locke shows up and tells him that he knows why Mikael didn't want him to beat the computer game, and then, boom! The whole center goes up in a fiery explosion. He tells him yeah. that he entered seven, seven, seven. seven.
1: But and why? <laughs> <laughs> why are you blowing up all these hatches? Well,
0: yeah, I don't know. All the hatches blowing up. This it's one like had
1: you... all these manuals that probably would have been useful.
0: Probably would have been very useful.
1: But you know? if... But
0: no, Locke just had to play... Uh, chess you know yeah anyways they decide to walk off before they you know get found by others and boom lost title wow Wow. crazy i
1: think this episode should have been called cat scratch fever or a tale of two kitties
0: Mm, that that's pretty good because there's (laughs) two there are two cats oh that's that's true yeah Yeah.
1: I mean, I know that was the Garfield sequel, but... Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's the Garfield sequel. Yeah. (laughs) Tale of Two Kitties. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't have much trivia, but I'll give you what I got. Okay. All right. The journey to the flame station coincidentally occurs day 77 on the island.
1: Oh, Oh, shit.
0: And when Saeed tells Sammy, the restaurant owner he meets in Paris, that he's Syrian, Sammy tells him in Arabic, you're as much of an Iraqi as I am. In actuality, neither actor is Iraqi. Naveen Andrews is British, born in London to, par- to parents of South India, while Sean Tube, who plays Sammy, was born in Iran.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: And that's all I got for trivia. Just wow. them two bites. Yeah, that's
1: some that's some great trivia.
0: Isn't that good stuff? I yeah, you'd like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was your favorite moment of Buffy, Pat?
0: Favorite moment of Buffy is definitely when Giles. It, it's kind of a split from when he says, uh, "You have raspberry," or <laughs> or also shut up.
1: yeah when he tells xander to shut up in the woods
0: i I can't i can't pick which one i like better no
1: that's okay because i have like a couple as well (laughs) yeah i love the xander and harmony fight scene i think it's so stupid i love that they slowed it down you know uh and i do love xander trying to be cool in the woods and and giles being like shut up shut up you know like he's like at what cost am I here? You know, like I really wanted to be in the action and now I got to fucking deal with Xander. This is
0: what I have to deal with. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm a professional. (laughs) I'm I'm from England. Right. And here I am.
0: Previous watcher.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I do like the, the erectile dysfunction jokes about Spike. Yeah. Like his little kind of like budding friendship with, with Willow. Mm hmm. Sort yeah. of like his his friendship with Joyce, yeah. you know. It's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> kind of nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's your favorite moment of Lost?
1: Um, I think the Sammy's wife forgiving Saeed.
0: Oh yeah, that was That's a heartfelt. nice moment. Okay. Yeah. Mine's how about you? uh, mine's going down in the basement hatch. You know. Nice. <laughs> it's just Finding exciting. all
1: those manuals.
0: Yeah. Yeah, spelunkin, why not?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which episode wins?
0: Uh I'm uh Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to give it to Buffy this this week.
1: Yeah, I gotta give it to Buffy too. Yeah. I mean, definitely finding the eye patch guy was cool. Finding a different hatch is always cool, but But it's just not much comes out of it. Not much comes out of it, and like again. Just, I just Just want them to stop with the flashbacks.
0: I know, right? It's like And like the ping pong thing
1: was funny, but it wasn't like... It's just another
0: distraction though.
1: I just feel like there's so much filler and that's the thing that's killing me about Lost. You know, that it's just like a lot of filler. And and the great thing about, you know, like Breaking Bad, right? Is that, I know you didn't watch it, but... The great thing about that show is, like, it ended when it was supposed to end. They weren't like, let me stretch this out for another two seasons just so we get the seven seasons. Right.
0: We might have to buckle up for where this show goes. (laughs) Oh, boy.
1: I mean, like, I don't mind flashbacks if they add something to the story or a character. But, like, you know, I was was interested when we had... um, Juliet's flashback because yeah. that was the first flash- flashback we had of hers. It was, I thought it was really interesting and showed like really good range for the actress yeah. to see mm-hmm. how mousy she was before yeah. and like how confident she is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this didn't really give us anything for Saeed.
2: Yeah. I mm. did.
1: I mean, I liked the woman's, I didn't like the woman's story. I mean, it was very sad, but. hmm Yeah, I just, it's just, yeah, it's just distractions.
0: All right, Uh, predictions.
1: What do you think is going to happen next on Buffy? You got any thoughts about Riley or the initiative?
0: Yeah, I don't know. The initiative's uh, interesting. Perhaps Buffy will not know about this whole initiative business for an episode or two, and then finally she'll find out about it. Mm -hmm. And then it'll be this um, uh, reveal to her. And uh, she, I'm not sure if she'll get romantically involved with this Riley. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Seems like it could happen, but it seems kind of one-sided. So, uh, uh, yeah, I don't Don't know. Don't ride the line. Pick one way or the (laughs) other. I don't don't think it's going to happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, if it does, it'll be fleeting.
1: All
0: right. Okay. And Got any thoughts
1: about Spike?
0: Spike is defanged right now. He can't bite anybody. Um. So he will continue to be that way until he can try to fix himself by getting dechipped, and uh, he that will eventually happen. Okay. Okay. All right.
1: Okay, my predictions for Lost. I think that next episode, we're going to go back to the others. Um, I will say it's been very nice to not see Jack scrambling for a few episodes. Yeah,
0: no scrambles needed.
1: But I think it's time now to return. kind of
0: miss the scramble.
1: No, I don't miss the scramble at all, but I just feel like it's time to to get back to that storyline. Yeah. So we're going to see him settling into his comfy new condo prison. Because they're you know not gonna just let them go for Mm -hmm. for free. Maybe I don't know. I mean, it's not like he knows where they are. Yeah. Um. And I'm thinking for flashbacks backstory. I think maybe we're gonna get another one from the others, especially if we're going back to them. So we've from the others. We've only had Juliet, right? I think she's the only flashback from the others. So. I feel like we're probably gonna get more of those, and right now, Pee Pee Man's dead. Uh, <laughs> bye, bye, Pee Pee
0: Man. Rest in peace. Rest and
1: in it's really just Ben and Juliet that we see a lot of interaction with. Plus mm. now this this sheriff woman. Yeah. But I'm thinking maybe it'll be a Ben flashback. That'd be kind of cool. Okay. Eventually we'll get one, but yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, that's my thoughts. What right. uh what media do you have to recommend?
0: Uh you first.
1: <sighs> All right. Well I uh this is actually a book that I read while on my honeymoon. I devoured it. It's called The Ninth House by mm-hmm. Leigh Bardugo. Okay. So she has written um uh, her her series was turned into a Netflix series. She's known for the Shadow and Bone series that mm-hmm. was turned into like a Netflix. So it's young adult, but this book um so I haven't read I haven't read those. This one is called The Ninth House, and it's about the secret societies at Yale.
2: Oh yeah, and she uses.
1: A Yeah, Skull and Bones. So she Mm -hmm. uses like some of the real secret society names, Mm -hmm. but she basically adds kind of like mystical elements. It's not like there's some magic involved, but it's it's more, it's kind of more like horror, maybe a little sci-fi-ish, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's really well done. Like it was one of those things where like I finished reading it and I was like, now I need to like actually know like what these how like what the secret societies are all about. Yeah. Um, but she works real alumni into them as well. So people who actually were part of secret societies at Yale, uh, she talks about them in the books. Hmm. Um, so like Anderson Cooper for example was in a was truly actually in a secret society at Yale yeah. and so sh- they like say whichever one that he was in um, the, the powers that that secret society has is all about like illusions um, so like they make some kind of joke about him being like a short fat balding man but he has this like you know illusion where everybody believes him to be like tall and beautiful but uh. like that's not really how he looks. <laughs> so I just like those kinds of things are always just fun where they try to cross over into real life but um but she does use like real Yale history which you know I live in Connecticut so um mm-hmm. so that's like you know kind of like local for me and and she went to Yale and was part of a secret society so it was pretty good. Mm, um and cool. she's She's gonna be writing, um I I was like, man, like as I was getting to the end of it, I was like, Man, I hope there's gonna be, you know, like a second book to this um I didn't know when I bought it, but there will yeah. be. I just, you know, I don't know that she's writing it yet, but Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Kinda okay. dark, kinda kinda yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Right. Can't wait for the next book.
0: Cool. Yeah. All right, uh, something that I, I'm not sure I'll recommend it, but it's the only thing I saw, so I'll just talk about it. Okay. Uh, it's called The Adam Project. It's mm-hmm. on Oh, I Netflix. wondered about that. Yeah, it's the new Ryan Reynolds action yeah. movie. It also has uh, um, Zoe Saldana in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: She was in The Greatest Showman.
0: Yeah, and also Jennifer Garner. Mm, so... I haven't seen her in a while yeah so uh and mark ruffalo's in it as well it's got a pretty good cast Hmm. and it's got some time travel it's got some action a lot of green screen you know special effects and stuff like that silly you know ryan uh reynolds does his ryan reynolds thing um which is always fun uh i don't know i give it like a six out of ten okay check it out if you want i (laughs) i
1: Free. i probably won't because i don't i don't like dislike ryan reynolds but i feel like anytime i see a ryan reynolds movie it's like a five to six out of ten yeah so i'm like eh, i could have. i could have spent my time a little better you know i could have watched <laughs> something a little bit better
2: yeah um i don't uh, know if you remember
1: quips. uh i don't know if you remember this from the beginning of the sh- of our show but uh ryan reynolds was someone who was asked to be xander initially oh
0: huh, i can like see that his
1: like his agent reached out to him and told him to to audition for the role but he was like no yeah. i don't want to do that i don't want that <laughs> yeah which i mean yeah. nicholas brendan is perfect so
0: he's perfect yeah and now ryan yeah. reynolds is like on top of the world he's like in every other movie yeah. But I <laughs> yeah. still
1: wouldn't put him as Xander. No. No. Okay. All right. All well, right.
0: This is fun. Let's wrap it up.
1: Okay. Listen
0: and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places, and leave us a nice five star review. And where can people find us, Sammy?
1: You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at kickstreampod. And we'd love to hear what your favorite moments are and which episode wins for you. You can also support us on buymeacoffee, buymeacoffee.com slash kickstreampod. And send emails to kickstreampod at gmail.com. And when our website is back up, you'll be able to check out show notes for this and every episode at kickingstreaming.com.
0: And, and always remember, remember that, that streaming, streaming is better better with with friends. 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 All right. Well, that's
1: all folks. Wow. <laughs> that scared me. I think I've done that before.
0: <laughs> all right, we'll see you next week.
1: Bye.